0: For the TFON Podcast here for Season 2, Episode 26. Flying solo tonight, sorry for the couple-week absence, but I'm back. I hope you guys have been checking out the site. The site's still been pumping. Just pumped the brakes a little bit on the podcast scene. But, you know, with so much going on and the season being over, I want to, you know, talk about Bearcats basketball a little bit, man, and, you know, Kind of go in depth and talk about what you know, what to look for for next year, and other stuff as well. You know, you know, also you know, spring football is a rise, on the rise, and they're on spring break right now, so it's a break. So, will we gonna get into the basketball scene, man. You know, they lost in the semifinal, not semifinals. My bad. Was that semifinals? Yeah, it was semifinals, not quarterfinals. My bad. Um, against oh, was it was a quarterfinals. I don't know I'm messing up, but anyways, they lost. To the Houston Cougars, the number 18 Houston Cougars by 13 points. They were up five at the half. And I know people are going to look at this and say, dang, they lost to Houston three times this year. And Houston is banged up, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, they still were a top 20 team. They were, you know, in the top 10 for a while. Clearly the best team in the conference and even without Sasser and the other guy that they lost, I forgot my dude's name, but that's neither here nor there. But just think about it. Last year the Bearcats were losing by I think I think a combined total you no know, average of like thirty eight point five points a game when they play Houston. And this year, I think they lost the first game by eighteen. Lost last game by thirteen can't remember the first game, but it was rough the first game. Second game was a lot better. They were up at the half by one, and then this game they were up five, and then I'm losing by 13. Um, You know, Houston's a better team, don't get me wrong. But just how West was able to have these young men battle against a team as good as Houston gives me hope for people that, you know, have been super negative. Um, on this team, they they did have a chance to you know possibly at least be an nit t- nit tournament team, but they you kind of, you know f- finishing the season losing the last six didn't help for sure, for sure. And it's a lot of games in there they could have won, they should have won, but against the top tier teams, they just weren't they didn't have the bullets in the gun, and that's no diss to any of the team kids they had on their team. But it just weren't good enough to be able to bang with a team like Houston. You know, the Memphis is in the world. So, the practice against the wall, but for them to show the improvement after getting handled in multiple games against Houston, to only lose by 13, it's no moral victories, but it just shows, you know, um, you know, I think the coaching job that Wes is doing, and once he gets more players that can match up with those guys. I think they're going to be a lot better, and you know, if other people take steps up, then the people that um have super important roles, I think there'll be more role players, and I think that'll make the team a lot better. But the offseason, the key to me is, you know, the freshman that comes in, if anybody leaves, who they replaced them with, and also the development of Jared Hensley and. Victor Lockin. Those two are I think the super key of the team because if Lockin can be consistent in the post and be an inside outside threat, I think that will be huge for the Bearcats because they didn't have anybody that could they could consistently throw the ball into the paint and I think that would help, you know, Odio Guama as well because he's a hustle player, he's not really a guy, just say throw it throw it to him, get a bucket. That's not his game. But I feel like Victor Lockin has that that skill, that capability to be able to say, throw, throw it to him, get a bucket, stabilize the offense. And then um, Jared Hensley, he looks like he has a chance to be an inside-outside type of guy. Um, heart, hustle, looks like he can defend, pretty athletic guy, 6'9", has some length. At the end of the season, he came alive, showed some heart, some grit. So hopefully that he can translate that over into you know the spring and summer and get better. I feel like, you know, Victor Locken, if he can nurse's injuries and not be on the full men, that's gonna help him for a sophomore year as well. And then the, the the big question is will they be able to keep, you know, David and Julius for a super senior year or not. You know, if they can keep him, that will be huge, but we don't know yet. I know Wes Miller has a a presser, you know, set up for Wednesday. So I don't know if that will be addressed there or not. That might be a question I so you know somebody may ask. But, you know, that's key. You know, John Newman is coming back for a super senior year, and you saw how he finished the season. That's going to be huge. And I feel like the more talent the Bearcats have, I think the better that John Newman is going to be. That he's one of those guys that, you know, you put more talent around him, I think he's going to play even better. But um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think, you know, those freshmen that are coming in will be very huge to see how they come in and acclimate themselves soon as they, you know, get on campus because they will be key. Especially Skillings and Reed. I've been saying this all year. Those guys will be in a rotation barring injury ASAP because they fit the criteria, unless they come in here and they just, you know, do stuff that makes the coach want to bench you. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. But I don't see that happening. I see those guys being people that, you know, play 15 to 25 minutes ASAP. (laughs) You know what I mean? Barring foul trouble. And it goes from there. I think that's going to make everybody better. Um, I, I like how you know, Mikey Sanders, you know, finished the season, Saunders finished the season. I think he had glimpses where he's kind of hit the wall, but I feel like he's worked on a few things. If he keeps working on his jumper, uh, I think his mid range is key as well. And, you know, being able to change his pace up, I think he'll be a key guy next year. Not even think, I know he will. And then that person that um, Micah, Micah Adams was, he had some highs and he had some lows. I think like with him, he has to learn and work on finishing in the paint, you know, finishing when people are around him. Because if he can do that, then that will help him, you know, have a very good senior year, uh, especially with the more extra talent that'll be around him. But the, the question the big question, man, is David and Julius. Because if you got David and Julius and Skillings, I think that's pretty dope, you know what I mean? Personally, you know, no Skillings would be a freshman. But I just feel like his game is is uh, something that the Bearcats could have used this year as well as Reed. So if you get that type of talent with with DeJulius, I think it gets easier for DeJulius to score. And I think he could be fun. But Bearcats got to get a post-up game. Even if it's, you know, more Jeremiah Davenport doing it next year. I think he has to he, – he can't hit threes. But I think because – of his style of game, he's not, he's, he can handle the ball, he's a straight line dribbler, he doesn't have, you know, moves per se, but I think his, where he can be effective if he plays more in a post on a consistent base, especially if nobody else does it, but I, I feel like locking is the key, but I feel like, you know, next year I think he has to play in the post, if he shoots 12 times, he needs to have six of them be on post-up opportunities. You know, and if he wants to shoot a few threes, he's going to shoot a few threes. That's going to happen. But I feel like JD has to get in the post. That's where he's going to make his money, especially when teams are forcing him to drive or make play. That's not his strong point right now. So I think his post up playing and being able to pass out of the post is going to be key for him, especially in his senior year. Um, And going to more other players, but that's not the, you know, the thing of this, you know, or this pie I just want to talk about next year a little bit. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I I think Wes Miller will take a big, a big jump, you know, going 18 and 14. I said between, you know, 16 and 18 wins. I thought he was going to surpass that. And if you take a look back besides, you know, it's a few games in conference that that they could they should have won but um besides that i feel like overall they did great i think they started so good and then they had a high peak and they just went down a cliff super bad then you know in the aac i think if they would have got a better draw in the aac they could have got maybe like smu like that that path they would have had a chance to possibly make it, but nobody was gonna pop Houston, which I thought could happen, but hey, it didn't happen. Um, but they play well. I, I think they finished the season strong, even though they didn't have the bullets. That's what the thing is. It, it showed that they have the staff, they have the people, um, the right people around. They just didn't have the players that could execute, you know, enough talent. You know what I mean? I mean, that's not a diss to these young men. It's just that when you know, Houston, even losing two top tier guys, they have so many people to throw at you. It's a different animal, man. It's a different animal. So, you know, help is coming. Just got to wait it out. And that's, that's, that's where it is right now, man. I um, want to get props to David DeJulius. I know I feel like I've said his name a million times in this pod. But he did earn team All-A-C, man, for his play. He was the only Bearcat to earn, you know, to earn... You know, conference accolades, you know, at the end of the season, you know, when, you know, Jeremiah Davenport came to the season, he was pegged to be, you know, second team all AAC um, from the conference at the beginning of the year. It didn't work out that way. I mean, he did have a solid year at times, you know, I mean, he had a solid year overall. I um, feel like his points per average went up, but, you know, sometimes, you know, he, he didn't show up, you know, when needed. It was a little tough. Um, but he did have some monster games too, as well. I think I think he has to play in the post more next year. Honestly, I just think that, and I think like he will have to get um, some change of direction in his game too. If he can, I mean, at, at being a senior, it's hard to build, you know, to to add that to your game. But I think that will help him tremendously um, if he if he adds a little wiggle to his game. You know, because he got the size, he could shoot it. It just sometimes he has to take better shots so like that's that's where he had to work on uh, he finishes are in the, in the paint pretty pretty well I think personally I just think he has to you know pick and choose his threes a little bit better but on that team when you don't have a lot of creators it, it makes it makes it rough but he has to work on his creating ability especially during the offseason and I think that would you know go a long way but if he doesn't or just doesn't gum. I think the post game. I think that's something that I feel like he does real well. Mid post, I think he would flourish and consistently doing that. And then, uh, you know, with the young guys coming in and if you know, see what happens with the Julius. So, yeah, um, the portal is gonna be interesting because I don't know who's gonna leave. We don't know that, but if a couple people leave. You know, if they put the right people in, and then you already got the staff already on deck, so that's the good thing. It's not like people are coming in in April, right? You, the season's over, but you still got people recruiting, legit recruiting. And, you know, they're vetting stuff and seeing what's going to happen, and, you know, the Bearcats will benefit from it. It's not like it's going to be uh, a hectic off season the same way it was. Last year, we didn't know what was happening. You heard certain rumors, you hear this. That's not going to happen. It's just, you know, you got those people in place, barring any coaches leaving. Um, Then next year is going to be the same thing. You got, you know, just different, maybe some different faces, you know, for them to coach. But at the end of the day, um, it's not uh, a panic like it was last year. So, you know, we got a good base. To start from 18 wins, you know, Bearcats team, you know, they're used to winning 20 and stuff like that and going to the tournament. But I think with what he was handed, I think he did a great job in getting those guys to believe, um, play his style. You can see the positives in his style once he gets his players. Personally, that's what I see. Um, it's just, you know, you take a step back. It's not like NBA where you can just keep, you know, cut somebody add somebody, make a big trade, you gotta wait until the season's over and see what happens or people make jumps people, do, you know, people improve, you know, some can re-rest but some do improve, so we'll see what happens man, it's just life and we'll get back to it but overall you know, next year will be will be key for people to feel good and yeah, that's what I want to talk about, another thing um, you know, uh, Mike Arceco, he talked about, you know, the Bearcats and their buyout are the teams, you know, Houston, UCF. Because you know, I heard it was something like at first he was trying to charge them like those teams like 30 million or something crazy, like 30 or 40 million. Some report came out. But the the rule is 10 million dollars to pay for the early exit fee or whatnot. And if you leave before then you gotta negotiate. Everybody knows UConn when they laugh. They left the next year, and they only paid $17 million. Of course, UConn sucked in, in ba- basketball, but they weren't good when they left, but now they're actually pretty good. Um, they sucked in football, still sucking in football, so they only paid 17000000 million. I'm guessing, you know, the Bearcats and other teams were probably playing the high. I mean, they're probably going to pay more than UConn. Um, but if I'm negotiating, that they left right then and there. I would probably try to get under. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like 15 million. Uh, if second now wins, I'm thinking like 21, 20. But I think the Bearcats and other teams probably will be like, look, dude, we're not leaving ASAP. We're going to give you one more year. We talked about this since last year. 15 million. Or if you get what UConn, I mean, they probably got to pay more UConn because they, they bring more value than UConn did. So they might have to pay more. But I'm guessing I'll be like, look, dude, tw- no more than 20 million. And go from there but uh, I'm excited for the Bearcats to be in the Big 12 you just understand but I want the basketball team to be ready to rumble because the Big 12 ain't no hoe. that's flat out there ain't no ifs and of the buts every night's gonna be l- grabbing lunch pail night even the te- teams that are 500 teams are under they are solid <laughs> you know what I mean and ain't no well, I ain't gonna disrespect Tulane because Tulane I like Ron Hunter. He he got them playing real decent for real. Um, So I ain't even gonna disrespect. I'm gonna say Tulsa. (laughs) I'm gonna say Tulsa. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got no Tulsas in this league. So the Bearcats gotta be ready, man, because it's gonna be real. So next year it's gonna be interesting to see how they look. Because if they if they make a big step, I think they'll be fine. If they're kind of like just a little bit better than they were this year, then that first year in the Big Twelve is gonna be a hell of a, you know, growing pain. You know, for his third year. He'll have more of his players in, but at the same time, the go from the AAC to the Big Twelve is gonna be a real jump. Where if they don't make a decent jump next year, it's gonna be very, very easy to see that the talent gap is huge. Whereas the football team, even though they're they're gonna be younger this year, next year they'll be they will be, you know, very experienced again. So I don't think the jump will be as big, especially with the talent they've been getting in the last three years. Um, won't be as big for them, and I think they will actually be a top three team soon as they jump into the Big Twelve, especially if this year goes as expected, where they're a ten, you know, double digit win team, and that's gonna make the transition to football. Spring ball is going on, spring break right now, but. Everybody knows the spring game is April 9th at 1 o'clock at Nipper Stadium, free for all. And it's going to be huge because it's going to be close to the end of, well, I mean, the spring ball. It may not crown starters um, or main starters, we'll see, you know, but it's a place where you can lose ground. And Evan Prater and Ben Bryant will be battling it out, man. It's going to be. You know, Ben Bryant, everybody knows, transferred back from Eastern Michigan. The guy doesn't transfer back unless he thinks he has a real chance to be a starter. Evan Prater's about to put his best foot forward. And if Evan Prater starts, you know he took it flat out. Or he he kept, he put his foot on, on you know, Ben's neck per se. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they have a good relationship. I just could tell by interactions. But, um, but at the end of the day, man, you got to battle. And we'll see what happens with that. You know, the cornerback room is going to be interesting. You know, it's a little different, you know, without Sauce and Kobe. Of course, we talked about that. And they got a lot of talent, man. So it's going to be interesting to see how those young guys come out. Not even a starter, maybe just the whoever's the second team. It's going to be interesting, too. Because I feel like they will see playing time. And, you know, you're one injury away, which we don't wish that on anybody. Um, you know, the tight end position is, is interesting. You got two seniors, but then you got young guys nipping at the butt, you know. You got Singletary and Mateer, and the Mateer right now with Josh Wiley being on the men. that dude, all reports I'm hearing is crazy about that dude. And you see the dude's like one of the bigger dudes, like 6'6 or 6'5, 250, 245, and he's one of the fastest. He's got clocked with some of the fastest times. It's crazy. I only, I think like something's broke or something because it don't even make sense, but... But, dude, dude's a unit, like, flat out. <laughs> like, like, he's a unit. So, I wouldn't be shocked if, if you saw three tight end formation sometimes. Or right, it's going to be a rotation for sure. Like, I mean, not rotation, but dude going to get in. <laughs> like, you know, is that a young, young, young dude going to get in. But they got, the team is just deep. It's just a lot of younger talent. But it. The good thing is they had a couple of holdovers that played a lot, that stayed, that could have left, which I think is going to be huge for this team. You know, Javon Javon Hicks, you know, Will Huber, um, Jabari Taylor, they could have left, you know, you know, both tight ends could have left on offense, you know. So I think that stuff's going to be super huge for this team and, you know, as well as, you know, Ty and Deshaun both playing key roles last year and the year before. It's gonna make it just that much easier for you know, this team, you know, you know, you got, you know, Malik Vance stayed And then I think if he can be healthy, I think that's gonna be huge man because you know last year got he got hampered a lot because his ankle Which he ended up I think he had to have surgery at the end of the year um, on it But he gutted it out just because how special this season was, you know, last year. I think it hurt him and his decision, you know, to leave per se, which it helped, you know, the Bearcats, and I think it's going to overall help him, almost a lot like Curtis Brooks, where it helped him to stay that extra year and just, you know, ball out, you know, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to go more four down this year, I think they should. Even though they do have super talented linebackers, but I think they have interchangeable linebackers where they could be able to pull it off. You know, you got that Will. You got Will, Deshaun, Ty, and you got, you know, like Jaheim Thomas, who I think you could put down as a, you know, a fourth lineman if you legitly put him down there as a fourth lineman. You know, outside and fourth lineman and make it a little funky for teams, but, uh. Cause he just is a big. He fits the build, you know what I mean, of that guy. Like he can do a little bit of everything. And uh, but I think they gotta go four down linemen, and then you go, you, you go two tight, you go two linebackers, five five corners, and then if you don't respect them, I, I think you go four three. But I think this year they have to take away to run a lot better, because they had the talent, but I don't think the scheme was right fully. I think they should have went for four two. Especially at the end of the year, man. I think they had the talent to to do certain things. But hey, um, we're not going to make it a beef fest. It's all about positivity, um, especially with you know, how good these teams. This team was last year and last, you know, under under Fickle as a whole, man. Only the first year, which I don't think anybody, I don't think Nick Saban could have took that team in one, one or four games, honestly. Let's see. Transferred, let's see, he went here and it brung half of his team. Then that's a, you know, that's a different animal, but um, yeah, man, it's it's real. It's you know, spring ball got a lot. This is like one of the first years that it's a lot of open spots up for grabs, you know, so you got to see see what's going to happen. Um, because most of the time, I mean, the last two years, especially last year, everybody knew who was starting. The main thing was just like who's the second. Team guy that you think that's a baller, that if somebody were to get hurt, or if you know if it's a blah who's gonna get in, and that's the main thing, and just seeing how much talent was being held back. This year, is that talent has a chance to to rise, but it's gonna be interesting because you had so much NFL talent out there. You know, when something happens, everybody's gonna complain. Like, oh, last year that wouldn't happen, may maybe not, but overall, I think this team still could be interesting, and it's gonna be the next batch of Bearcats that can be at the NFL Combine, like a la Sauce Gardner, you know, Kobe Bryant and those guys. So, I mean, they had, what well, seven guys performing at the NFL Combine. Brian Cook was the only one that didn't because of, you know, injury, but hurt his shoulders mending well. But, um, yeah, man, that he couldn't perform, but, you know, everybody knows his tape. If you've seen his tape, then you know he's an NFL player. He probably should be a a day two guy, and if he is a day three guy, I think it's because of his injury. And people are kind of trying to lowball him, but they're they're going to get a baller um, at the on the back end. So we shall see. But just make sure you guys check out the front office news. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and hit the site up, man. We've been dropping consistent, consistent, you know, articles, consistent content original talking to um, prospects you know keeping up with the hoop team keeping up with the football team you know doing everything so make sure you check us out and that's how we're going in episode 26 guys you know make sure you like subscribe tell a friend and tell a friend to listen to the tfon podcast my guys and girls um show us some love let me squeeze